imagine back to when you were a kid, maybe a teenager, a little younger than that. You're sitting outside with a group of friends, maybe in the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, or just with a group of friends. Everyone's huddled around a campfire, trying to stay warm, roasting marshmallows, hot dogs. And someone starts talking about uh, the crazy urban legend that they heard about. A madman loose in the woods nearby escaped the mental hospital. Or the local house, uh, the barn that may have been haunted. Yeah, it's that time of year, folks. It's uh, it's only September 19th, but it's a balmy, it's a brisk 63 degrees here in central Appalachia. Hopefully it's, it's perfect weather for me. Hopefully it's the same for you where you're at. But it's that time of year. We're getting close to Halloween. And as we get closer to Halloween, it always makes me think about strange mysteries of Appalachia, uh, local haunted places. Um, some of the most notorious haunts in America, in our region. And it reminds me of those superstitions and, and crazy tales and sayings that I heard from my grandmother growing up. Thanks again for tuning in. This is uh, Appalachian Shine, the official podcast of the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And I'm JC. Wanted to talk a little bit about some of these strange superstitions that we've probably all heard about our entire life. So I decided to do some digging today. And I went and found a chat board and just uh, where a question was posed about what uh, what are some of your favorite superstitions that you heard from Appalachia. And some of these don't ring true to me. I've never heard of them. Maybe you have. Um, but as I read through some of these, think about maybe some of the, the urban legends that you heard, or the uh, local haunted places that you've heard about in your hometown. Uh, some of the uh, superstitions and sayings that you've heard from your your mother, grandmother, grandfather, and uh, share them with me. We'll read them on one of the, an upcoming episode. Just uh, drop me an email, jc at supportappalachia.org, and just put you know urban legend or haunted location there in the subject field, and we'll talk about it on an upcoming episode. Here's one that I've heard my entire life, though. If you see the leaves turn upside down when the when the wind blows, a big storm's coming. I've heard that my entire life. have no idea how true that is, but um, who knows? Who knows? My grandmother said it. My mother says it. And here's another one I've heard as well. If it rains when the sun's shining, it's going to rain the next day too. And I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I used to run around a lot, and I would get blisters from time to time. Uh, and one of the things I heard was don't bust a blister until after sundown. Because if you do, it'll be more painful and it'll take longer to heal. I'm no doctor. I don't even play one on TV. But I don't know if that one makes much sense to me. But I have heard that too. Here's one I haven't heard. Don't sneeze at the table. It will bring bad luck. And it's bad luck to look into a mirror at midnight. I don't know if I'll be looking into a mirror at midnight unless I accidentally pass it going into the bathroom. Uh, certainly wouldn't be playing Bloody Mary at midnight, a uh, famous urban legend. Uh, if you sleep after the sun goes down, you'll never be rich. I guess I'm destined for poverty, folks. <laughs> what are some of the uh, interesting sayings that you've heard from uh, your parents, grandparents? Like I said, drop me an email or share it on our Facebook page. Um, I'm scrolling through it. It seems like um, here's a few more. In the fall, make sure you get a Buckeye and keep it in your pocket or purse until the next year when you can get another. 
This will bring you luck and money. My grandfather always did this and would get one for all the grandchildren and, and his children to carry too. I'd never heard of that one until I uh, lived for a period in Ohio. And I heard that actually it wasn't even in Appalachia, close to Appalachia, Cincinnati, uh, probably a handful of counties away from getting into the uh, Appalachian portion of Ohio. But I had heard that up there. Uh, if you get goosebumps or, uh, or shiver for no reason, someone is walking over the patch of ground that you're going to be buried. Yeah, I've heard that one too. My father would shiver and he would go, ooh, somebody just walked over my grave. And I'm thinking, how does that happen? You're, you know, you're still with us. Um, but I've heard that one my whole life. Uh, never like three cigarettes with one match. It's bad luck. Never heard that. Never go in one door and out another. You'll create bad luck. Um, wow. That, that's too bad for people during COVID having to shop at Walmart. <laughs> um, I just went to the grocery today. You have to go in one door and out another. Man, all the bad luck we're going to have here in central Appalachia. <laughs> Not good. But no, these are fun superstitions that uh, that are interesting to read about. And there's actually a couple of books out there you might want to jump on Amazon and see what you think as well. Another thing that, uh, you know, these superstitions, none of those have to necessarily be scary. And neither do strange mysteries of Appalachia or urban legends. Some of them are. Uh, one of them that I always thought was really interesting was that um, that there were Black Panthers in Appalachia, but yet no one has ever seen I mean, there have been rumors that people have seen one, but no one really has any proof. And if you look at the entire region, though, sprawled out across a whole vast swath of eastern North America, it's the mountain range itself spans over 1,500 miles from up in Canada to Newfoundland all the way down to central Alabama. And I know the ARC, Appalachia Regional Commission, extends uh, by their map uh, Appalachia into portions of Mississippi as well. Um, but, you know, if you look at the mountain range itself, uh, formed over 480 years ago, uh, it's among the oldest mountains in North America. And it's chock full of mysteries and interesting history and culture everywhere we look. Um, but in my life, I've never in my life seen a Black Panther, although they do exist, uh, they say, in some parts of Florida. Um, whether they come in black or not, the existence of cougars in the Appalachians uh, is not completely far-fetched. Uh, although they've been considered extinct in the Appalachian Mountains for over 100 years, cougars were indeed once found all across the eastern U.S. In fact, uh, they were called pumas or mountain lions. And were once found um, throughout the entire United States and uh, really the Western Hemisphere. When settlers arrived in the Appalachian region in the 1500s, the presence of these cats uh, caused them to be hunted down. And habitat loss and deforestation uh, pretty much put the nail in the coffin for the cougars uh, that were gone pretty much by the end of the 19th century. Um, however, numerous sightings, people always say in the eastern U.S., including here in the Appalachian Mountains to this day, that they've seen them. Here's an interesting, I don't know how much of a fact this is, but this was posted up on Facebook, not on our page, but some time back that uh, from a trail cam that was placed somewhere behind the hospital in Richlands. 
near the Lake Park subdivision. Uh, someone had snapped, I guess a trail cam had snapped three or four photos of a mountain lion. And this was within the last five years, I want to say. Now, how true that is, I don't know. I did see the pictures myself on, on Facebook. And uh, another one of our board uh, members, Melinda Ellswick, actually had saved those on her phone and showed them to me. And yeah, I'm like, well, I mean, it's a possibility, but I don't think we have any um, black jaguars roaming the uh, uh, cougars, uh, roaming, roaming the area, especially the the, uh, the black ones. Um, those, I think, are probably the closest you'll find to be uh, those panthers in Florida. Um, however, there's a couple of other really mysterious legends and mysteries about the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, there's another very large, hairy, humanoid creature said to prowl the Appalachians, and it goes by, uh, I think it's called a Dwayo, D-W-A-Y-Y-O is how you spell that. So if you want to do a Google search on it, be my guest. be interesting to find uh, maybe something on YouTube on it. The Dwayo are supposed to be about seven to nine feet tall, but instead of looking like Bigfoot, they're said to look like uh, a bipedal wolf complete with a bushy tail and everything. Kind of akin to the uh, legend of the Rougarou of uh, Louisiana and uh, New Orleans and the swamps. But they've, the beast has been seen by a variety of witnesses, uh, including campers, hunters, park rangers supposedly have seen this, and numerous others who've heard like these howls throughout the night. Uh, but it's known for its rather nasty disposition. And in some cases, they've actually blamed cattle mutilations on this mysterious creature called the Dwayo, uh, or, you know, bipedal, like, up, upright walking wolf. Uh, I don't ever want to see that. <laughs> you know, um, I believe that when I see it, but, you know, anything's crazy in these mountains. What can, what can exist? There's so much unexplored in Appalachia, too, which uh, I think really gives rise to even more legends and mysteries and myth uh especially if you consider some of the uh, folklore passed down through the, through the years uh the centuries uh from natives uh shapeshifters uh shadow people it's another another legend that uh, and mystery has been passed down through appalachia for as long as we've been here another somewhat wolf-like beast reported in the appalachians is a giant black dog with a huge red mouth and jagged fangs uh, that you know, just roams the countryside uh, closer toward Maryland. Um, and it's called the Snarly Yow. As well, some people call it the Black Dog or the Dog Fiend. Um, but, you know, the um, reports of that creature really just revolves around a place called Old National Road, uh, where a brook cuts through a canyon. So thankfully, we haven't seen this all over the mountains. But I'm curious, you know, we have the snarly yow, we have the the other um, you know hairy uh, hominids and, and hellhounds and werewolves that seem so bizarre that's reported throughout the Appalachians that some of these tales they obviously border on being absolutely preposterous, but they are fun nonetheless, especially the closer we get to Halloween. Because uh, who knows what uh, you might want to dress up as this year. Maybe you want to dress up as the creature they call the Snallygaster. And some of you may be listening like, what the heck is a Snallygaster, JC? 
Snallygaster is a big, monstrous abomination that's said to be like some sort of a cross between a reptile and a bird, but has this alligator-like head and just a, a fang-filled beak. Very sharp teeth, f just, uh, dangerous talons, and a 25-foot wingspan. However, if you dress up for something like that this year, you might want to sit in the back of a truck. You're not fitting in the car or van. And your kids probably won't want to be near you either. Uh, some of the reports of uh, the Snallygaster uh, make mention of like tentacles and even poisonous breath on this creature. Uh, the sightings of this actually trace back to when the German settlers first came in the area, going back to the 1730s, I believe I read. And uh, these German settlers in the area claimed to be terrorized by this flying reptile monster. And they called it the Schnellergeist, which means quick spirit in German. And uh, that's why the name, you know, eventually around here, we just started calling it the Schnellergaster. Crazy, huh? But um, you can find some pictures of this just Googling or, or going to Yahoo and doing an image search. Um, but, you know, you could find so many other mysteries out there. And they're in Appalachia, let's face it, we're chock full of all these mysteries and legends, and I love it. We'll do another episode as we get closer to Halloween, and maybe we can have um, our friend Adam back on uh, to talk about some of the strange mysteries and haunted places throughout eastern Kentucky. And um, there's so many that, uh, that are here in southwestern Virginia, eastern Tennessee, West Virginia, um, just haunted, haunted locations in Appalachia that are well-known nationally and globally. So we'll have a little fun with it this year. Thanks again for tuning into this podcast. Uh, I do want to point out that, you know, we've extended the, uh, the podcast past our, uh, I guess it was a, a time when we kind of wanted to experiment to see if we would have enough listeners, people that would be following along. And we do. And we thank each and every one of you for tuning in and listening. And we try to keep some entertaining topics on this. So as we go forward, we're going to be broadening the range of the types of guests that we have on and the types of topics we talk about here in Appalachia, not just the kind of the fun stuff as we close to Halloween, but more in the line of tourism and economic development, uh, job growth, uh, how COVID is affecting our small businesses, and you know so on and so forth. And uh, you know, again, having a, a wide variety of, of artists and folks that impact the culture that, that promote the our rich culture and history uh, built into our shows. And we want to thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you'll spread the word of this uh, podcast with your friends. Share it on Facebook and, and Twitter, whatever social media that you use. Um, we have a link that we'll put up on our Facebook page. You can find us at uh, a Podbean. Uh, it's uh, AppalachianShine.Podbean.com. But we're also on iTunes. We're also on, I think we're going to be on Amazon, and we're going to be on uh, Spotify. Now, in order to keep the, the show going, actually, we went past the trial period. Um, I would like to just toss out, we, we, we'd appreciate it if you could stop by our website, supportappalachia.org, and maybe leave a small donation for us, $5, $10. I know this time of year, it's tough. People have been out of work. Um, it's tough all over for all of us. But, yeah, any small donation, it all adds up, and we certainly do appreciate it. It kind of helps us uh, foot the cost of, you know, the cost of the, of the podcast, uh, but it also helps us kind of stay on the road a little bit as we track down local history and uh, culture 
and bring that back to you in the form of our newsletters, our podcasts, our Facebook, and what uh, some other projects that we've kind of got in the works that we'll talk about down the road. But thanks again for tuning in to Appalachia, Sean. We really appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, we'll see you down the road. <laughs>